Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. NZ, it is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo and joining us uh, to talk about uh, the Wellington Phoenix women's setup and his time with the team is Ryan Ego, the goalkeeping coach for the Phoenix A League women's team. Ryan, g'day, welcome to the show. Kia thank you for having me. Really appreciate being here. Yeah, my, my pleasure, man, my pleasure. How did uh, you come to be involved with the Wellington Phoenix women's team? What brought you to New Zealand? Um, what brought me to New Zealand? I met a Kiwi girl when I was on holiday. And in 2017, ended up uh, moving to New Zealand. And um, five years later, here I am now with a Kiwi wife. And, uh, yeah, been, been involved in football here in New Zealand for about four years. Had um, a career in football before I came over. And when I moved over here, um, football really wasn't on my radar when I first moved over. But I met a gentleman named Paul Gothard who was the first-team goalkeeper coach at the time. And we connected, and there was an opening um, with a uh, possibility to work with the academy goalkeepers. So this was back in 2019. Um, Paul and I met, connected, and I ended up um, doing some work with the academy keepers. Before I joined the academy, I had been with um, Natalie Lawrence, um, been a goalkeeper coach of hers for a uh, Team Wellington youth team and with the Capital Women's team. So when Natalie got the nod to um, step up into the head coaching role and when it was um, known that the Phoenix were going to come back here, that the women's team were going to be playing out of New Zealand, their home matches, Natalie had asked if I wanted to uh, step into the role of the women's goalkeeper coach. So that was a very easy decision for me at the time. And it's, a, it's an interesting um, journey to be a part of, I would imagine, this, this start-up team that the Wellington Phoenix have got. You know, we're just into the second season here. Uh, and you've got Lily Elfeld, who's obviously reasonably established, uh, the, ca- the captain of the squad. Uh, she's also been, you know, in, in the Ferns side. And then a couple of young keepers in Georgia Candy and Brianna Edwards. I, I would imagine coming into this, um, you know, Brianna particularly wouldn't have been expecting to play as many minutes as she has so far this season. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, it's, it, it seems to, be, to always be interesting how seasons play out when it comes to goalkeepers and playing time, because that's mostly what the public sees. Um, but with the, the training behind the scenes, um, our win actually, you know, the, the three goalkeepers are going to do the work the work in. So it's definitely been a bit of a, of a unique situation. Uh, we're really going through the surgery right before the season and working to get back to fitness. And then, like you said, having Bree and, and Tandy, um, with us right now as the the two goalkeepers um but yeah it was a like you said lily had 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 some experience before um she, she's established she's been with mainland for a while down in the south island she was with lsu for a couple of years then with perth and then you know obviously she was the first signing last year and, and she's the captain so we're looking forward to having her back but yeah like i said with the the three goalkeepers that they had and um with Natalie asked me to come in. It was a very easy decision. Very happy to come in and work with this group. They've been an absolute coach's dream to work with. Yeah, I guess part of that is, you know, they're all still quite young, Lily included. Um, and the younger you tend to get players, the more, I guess, malleable they are, the more they're likely to listen and you can mould them and do things with them. Yeah, and, and goalkeeping is a bit unique to field players, where the goalkeeper will kind of peak 
for their playing career a little bit later. Um, because when you look at the position of being a goalkeeper, a lot of it has to do with the mental side, how you can deal with mistakes and deal with adversity. And it's not, it's a different physical toll that the goalkeeping body has during the match than the field player body. So while the, the, um, the outfield players might peak at, you know, you're 25, 26, 27, your goalkeepers start to peak actually beyond that, where the 28, 29, 30 year olds are actually doing. Uh, the professional goalkeepers will peak as far as their mental and their physical capacity lining up to be, um, you know, to be on point. So I think, like you said, all three of these are young when you look at it from that standpoint, but all three of them have um, a boatload of experience. All of them have been with the um, New Zealand youth teams and the youth setup. Um, Lily and Bernie have been called in camps before for the football firms. Uh, so it was good. It was it was a lot of experience, but like you said, they're still as a core. They're still young, which made it exciting. Um, and to be able to go in and you know have have some good training sessions, like you said, with, with some young goalkeepers that were looking to learn, looking to continue to master their craft, and looking to sharpen their skills. In your coaching background, have you, have you coached um, across both genders, male and female? And and if so, what, what's the difference? Yeah, so um, I did. Back in university, my, probably my, my first full-time coaching would have been after I graduated university. I was actually then went into to the women's side. Um, I went to a school called Virginia Wesleyan University. So my, my first coaching experience of going through a season was actually with a, um, with a, with a women's side. And uh, I'm not too sure if we've got enough time to talk about the differences between the men's and women's goalkeepers, but um, I, I would say that when you're looking at the position of goalkeeping, it's, it's unique to the sport in itself. It's a bit of a, of a niche position. Um, and I say that there are similarities that you can go across both genders with the position, that the bottom line is the goalkeepers are out there to stop the ball from going in the goal. Um, obviously, that there can be physical differences between players, not, not just genders. Uh, but I feel like goalkeeping in itself, they're just it, it comes down to just for everything else you can look at in the position of goalkeeping and for all the ins and outs of goalkeeper coaching and the bells and whistles, it really just comes down to stopping the ball from going in the goal. And uh, I guess that's, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this is because, you know, I've, I've heard players talk, goalkeepers talk, who have played at the top level, um, who say, you know, that obviously the posts, uh, the goals are the same size for men and women, but women tend to be smaller. I mean, I hope Solo was a bit of an outlier uh, with the US women's team those years ago because she, she was a, a bigger person. But, you know, with Lily and, and Brianna, uh, how do you, I guess, cover the goal um, with a smaller physical stature than, say, Ollie Sale at the men's uh, team? And, and how do you work on that? What are the differences in training to be able to help them to be able to cover, I guess, more space and, and, and be able to keep the ball out? So, yeah, it's a, that, that's a great question. I think outside of gender, it's more athlete-specific. Um, so what, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the specific athlete? You know, we're talking about goalkeepers here. So is it shot-stopping? Is it crossing? Is it playing with your feet? Um, I think in the women's game, especially here in the A-League, um, there's just it's a lot of crosses and a lot of lofted crosses into the box. So you're looking at a lot of high balls that aren't so much always driven or whipped in, but more floated in. Um, so that's something that we focused on this year. We spent a great deal of time on working the crosses and our footwork and how we approach the ball to attack the ball for crosses. Um, but I, I also think that with the women's game, you're also looking at, along with crosses, 
you're looking at shop something of a different kind than the men's game. While the shops might come from a different place, from the same place, it's going to be a bit of a different pace um, on the shots. And I think with the A-League, what, what we see is we see a little bit more rebounds on the women's side than on the men's side. So we're looking at second phases and how the goalkeeper reloads and gets ready for the second shot. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, you know, take, getting ready for the second shot. So does that mean, you know, when you drill the keepers, that you, you, you drill a lot of that with the defensive unit as well? Because obviously, you know, the, the centre-backs and full-backs can help them in that scenario. Yeah, the way, the way that our training goes, and I don't think it's too similar to other clubs, is that normally we'll have a message before training for the whole team from, from Natalie and from all of us in the coaching staff, and then we'll go and break into units. So in the beginning of training, I'll be working with the goalkeeping unit while the field player units will be working. Um, and then from there, we'll, we'll come together. Um, but, yeah, as our season has, has gone, we've, um, we've definitely been working on some finishing here the, the past couple weeks. Um, and from a, from a goalkeeping standpoint, I'm a big fan of working on that during training because our goalkeepers get to, get to have work. And we don't always call it shooting practice or finishing practice. Sometimes we call it saving practice. But, yeah, like you said, we're, we're – we're focused on making the saves, and that includes not only sometimes the first save, but also the second, third, sometimes fourth save. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's it's um, something that. I, I think probably doesn't get highlighted enough when it comes to uh, the job that you do, Ryan, and, and, and you know, sort of uh, getting goalkeepers sharp for that stuff. It is, it's, it's not the initial save, it's uh, the knock-on from that, because that is something, you know, I mean, I, I grew up watching football uh, in the 80s, and keepers used to hold the ball a lot more then, whereas now it's more about parry and punch, um, just to make sure you get it away from the goal, and, and you take that, I guess, handling error out of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely goalkeeping has changed with football into a different era. I mean, talking about the 80s and 90s, that's kind of where I grew up and, you know, watching players and having my idols and, and the, the small bit of playing that, that I did. But even back in the 90s, some of the German keepers, like I'll throw a weird uh, uh, old-school German name at Ubodo Ilgner or Andreas Kupka, those are the two goalkeepers that stick out in my mind that really they weren't about catching the ball. They were about punching or parrying the ball, and certain times they'd parry it 20, 30 yards and it would turn into a counterattack the other way. So I think while the game has changed, technology's changed, the game's got a little bit quicker, the balls have changed where they move a little bit more, they're a little bit lighter, players will be able to hit the ball a little bit harder. Um, I, I think that this is part of the reason why you do see some more, more rebounds and more second and third phase chances. Uh, but from a from a training standpoint, I mean, goalkeepers are definitely the blue collar workers of the team. They're definitely the down and dirty type of, of of workers. And with these three that I've had this year, it's just been a joy. They're all three hard workers, like to get dirty, like to get in, do the hard work. And um, yeah, the, the training sessions have been an absolute joy this this season. What about your skill set, Ryan? I mean, you talked about you know you sort of when you played in the in the nineties uh, and things. Your skill set as a coach and how that's had to adapt. I mean, we've seen probably the biggest example of it is when Pep Guardiola came into Manchester City and decided Joe Hart couldn't play with his feet, so got Edison in. Um, have you had to upskill yourself in terms of how you play with your feet and how you train keepers? You know, with the ball at their feet to to be playmakers in a way. Yeah, so there's there's two parts to that question. I think one from the when you look at the position goalkeeper coach, I think they're a little bit more physical than most of the other coaches because, uh, as I said in the beginning, we'll break up in the beginning of sessions to where twenty or thirty minutes. I'll go and work with the goalkeepers, and from like the logistical standpoint, the goalkeeper coaches they're striking balls at the goalkeeper, 
So if, if you're in a club situation and your goalkeeper coach isn't one of the better, better finishers in the whole program, it might be something that you need to take a look at because literally as a goalkeeper coach, we just go out and we're, you know, part, part of our job is we're actually striking the ball at the goalkeepers a couple hundred times during the session. Um, so that for me was something, me personally, that as a coach, you have to have that skill set to be able to serve the ball and have somewhat of a bit of, of accuracy um, to be able to serve the ball. But I think then to, to, to go on to that, the question about the players and how the game has changed and playing with the feet, absolutely. That, that's something that as goalkeepers we need to recognize and as goalkeeper coaches you need to tailor your sessions to. On average, a goalkeeper will touch the ball seven times more with their feet than with their hands in a game. So when you look at the difference between goalkeepers, the law allows them to use their hands, and we all have these fancy gloves, and you know it, it, it all looks flash, but the reality is in the match we're actually touching the ball with our feet more than we are with our hands. So the goalkeepers have to be proficient at their feet. And where certain times a field player can make a mistake with their feet, and they have other field players around them to be able to recoup and recover from that mistake if a goalkeeper makes a mistake with their feet. There really isn't anybody behind us to, to save us, and, and that mistake ends up oftentimes on the scoreboard. So it's very, very important from a goalkeeping standpoint that we train the feet, we train decision-making, and we try and upskill and try and get the speed of play as quick as possible, speed of thought as quick as possible with the feet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something that has changed a lot, and you know, something that you would have had to adjust to uh, over the time as well. Uh, one thing that we have been missing for the Phoenix this year, and we touched on it at the start of the chat, is that Lily Elfeld had that operation. She's been out. How far away do you think Lily is from being uh, able to take the field? Well, Lily's been working back to, to fitness, and it's, um, it's it's a case now. We're working with the, the physios and the medical staff and the sports science staff. We're we're at a place where. Um, week by week, we're kind of checking in, and we're we're, we're close. Um, we're we're hoping to to see her soon. Um, she has just she has been unbelievable with the work that she's put in. Um, and a, as a captain, it's I couldn't imagine from her standpoint. It's got to be frustrating to be out there and be training, but not be able to be in the game. But a, a testament to Lily is that she's handled it um, with grace, with professionalism. Um, she's out there with the training sessions. She's out there with the goalkeepers. She's helping us from the standpoint of being there. She's, you know, the, you can take note that Lily's the type of captain, type of player, type of person, that she's the one that's after training, helping pick up equipment. She's the one that's coming out to training when she's not even training. You know, she's gone and done a gym session with our physio, and then she comes out to training afterwards to support us. Um, so while it hasn't been ideal that she's been injured, she hasn't had to play yet, she still has had a massive impact on this team this season. She was one of the leaders last season. Like I said before, she was the first player that this club signed, and she was one of the absolute anchors for the experience that the girls had last year. Um, it was a tremendous team-building and character-building experience for those players last year that went over there and were based in Australia, and, and Lily was one of the absolute anchors and, and rudders of that experience. Good stuff, Ryan. Thanks very much for coming on and having a chat to us, mate. It's great to get a bit of insight from your point of view and the work that you do day in, day out. Best of luck for this weekend, and uh, hopefully we see uh, Lily back between the posts uh, before too long. No, it's all right. I greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, we're, we're hoping this weekend that we can go out and give uh, give the fans the uh, result that, uh, that they need and that they're looking for.